Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Dental Hygiene Basics Podcast. My name is Dana. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I got a listener question that asked, basically, I need more money for dental hygiene school. How do I get extra funds to pay for dental hygiene school? And this kind of got my brain spinning, and I just decided, you know what? Let me go into something that you're probably not even going to think about when it comes to money and the importance of it when you get into dental hygiene school and money at all points in our life, really. I am a huge personal finance buff. I listen to personal podcast. I can't talk anymore. I listen to personal finance podcasts all the time. Uh, I think I would, would have been an accountant in a second life. Um, so just bear with me as I kind of dive into some random things that you might not be thinking about. But I first want to start talking about money in terms of needs. So when we talk about a person's needs, there is a specific um, a specific pyramid. It's called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And you can Google this, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. I'll you know put the spelling in the show notes. But basically, this is a pyramid that shows what we need in order to survive and thrive as a human being, okay? And people take this, this pyramid and use it in a number of different ways. Um, you might learn about it when you get into dental hygiene school because it's a way to talk about educating patients. If a patient doesn't have all of their needs met, such as if they don't have food, water, or sleep, they are not gonna care if they brush their teeth or not, right? They're just trying to survive. So I want to kind of spin this and talk about this in a way that's going to relate to your experience applying and getting into dental hygiene school. All right. So the first thing on this Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the bottom uh, pier of the, of the pyramid here is physiological needs. So this is that you need food, water, and sleep. At our core, those are the three basic things that we need to survive and thrive in, in our lives, right? So if you don't have food and water, Oh, on a psychological level or a physiological level, you're going to really have a hard time performing. Your main goal is going to be feeding yourself and getting water, right? So if you're deserted on a, a de on an island somewhere, your only concerns are food, water, and then eventually shelter and safety, right? But if you don't have food and water, you can't survive. So when we go into food and water and sleep, these are things that you want to make sure that you have the finances to cover. Because if you can't feed yourself in dental hygiene school, or if you don't have the, the necessary resources in terms of finances to care for yourself, you are not going to be able to physically move up to the next level of learning. And we'll talk about that more in a little bit. And then sleep, of course. If you have terrible sleep, you're not meeting one of your basic physiological needs, and you are going to struggle to learn and thrive. Now, the next tier is safety. So this is your home. Do you have a safe place to live? Do you feel safe in general, right? So do you have personal security? Do you have four walls and a roof over your head? Um, do you have the resources that you need to thrive and survive? Do you have health, prosperity? These are getting into a little bit more on that money topic, right? If you are in an unsafe situation with wherever you live, you know, what, for whatever reason that may be, maybe um, someone you live with is not safe or maybe your environment is not safe or... I mean, you've heard, I'm sure people telling their their stories, the rags to riches where they go from homeless to, you know, achieving their dreams, whatever they, whatever those dreams may be. So your safety needs are just as important as your physiological needs and your ability to care for yourself and then also to grow up this ladder 
into a place where you can actually thrive. I'm going to keep using that word thrive. The next thing in the Maslow's hierarchy, the next tier is love and belonging. So once your food, water, sleep, your safety, once all of that is met, then you can actually move into this love and belonging. And that's a big part of the support system that you're going to need to actually grow and succeed once you get into dental hygiene school. Because without a good support system, when you're going through really hard hard things, it can be difficult to do it alone. So once we're safe, we've got food, we've got water, let's focus on that love and belonging, okay? And these are some things I want you to work on definitely before you get into dental hygiene school, okay? And then we start moving into themes like esteem and self-actualization. So these are the highest tiers. So this is when you can achieve your full potential, right? You start having a feeling of accomplishment. You are motivated. You are maybe able to think outside of the box and you're just really, really growing to your full potential, okay? So I hope that you take a second to pull up a picture and look at the Maslow's hierarchy of needs and see how you need to make sure that the bottom tiers are squared away before you get into dental hygiene school so that you have the greater chance of surviving and succeeding and just being a rock star seller dental hygiene school uh, student. And I like to bring this up because if you don't have those basic needs met, that means that you are going to have extra stressors in an already stressful environment. So I've talked about this before and I'll say it again. Dental hygiene school is extremely stressful. It's very rigorous. You don't have free time. You're studying. That is your job. That is your life. So you aren't going to have time to work and make a lot of money while you're in dental hygiene school to take care of your physiological needs and your home, right? So you're going to struggle to pay rent if you think you're going to be able to work full-time in dental hygiene school. Unfortunately, at this time, you cannot. I really hope at some point there are programs that maybe are, are lengthened and allow people to work. And, you know, I, I hope that something like that happens one day. But for now, it's just really not our reality, okay? So remember, we have to meet those physiological needs and we have to have safety before we can progress into these higher levels where we can actually achieve and succeed our dreams, all right? So I want you to think about that first. Now, I talked about we want to reduce stress so that you have the best dental hygiene experience possible. Whenever a person is stressed, what tends to happen in our body? You're going to learn a lot about this in dental hygiene school, but sometimes our bodies can go into this fight or flight mode where you just are in panic, right? Your body wants to run away from whatever it is that feels really hard because it's stressing you out. Um, or you want to fight against it, right? So if someone's coming to attack you, you're, you're either going to run or you're going to fight them. So when we get into these really stressful situations, there's some really interesting research and uh, I'm going to see if I can find a video to post in the show notes. But we revert back to what is called our lizard brain, which I think is just the funniest thing ever. And I feel that I've been in my lizard brain plenty of times. It's where you're trying to do something, but you're so stressed out that you physically cannot retain anything that you're learning. And the reason is when we go to our lizard brain because we're so stressed, your body is only concerned about the physiological needs. It's concerned about food, water, safety. It just wants to be like a lizard laying in the sunlight, soaking up sun. But when you are in your lizard brain, you actually cannot access the higher level parts of your brain. Just like that Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if your basic needs aren't met, you cannot rise up to achieve the things that are higher level, like 
learning and, you know, achieving whatever it is that you're hoping to achieve. So when you're in your lizard brain, it makes it very, very difficult to actually learn and retain information. So when we are in dental hygiene school, we want to be out of our lizard brain as much as possible. We need to be thriving. And the way to do that is to not have extra external stressors like finances, lack of support, um, you know, stress, whatever the extra stressors are. We need to be thinking about all of that before you go to dental hygiene school, okay? So this specific podcast is going to focus on money because money is a huge stressor for everyone, right? Most people are a little stressed about money in some way or another. And we don't need that extra stressor when you are going to dental hygiene school. You need to feel supported and taken care of. You need to know that you have money for food, for school, for your books, everything, so that all you have to worry about is what you need to learn and live in a day-to-day moment just getting through dental hygiene school, all right? So let's talk about how we can build up a good money support system before we go to dental hygiene school. My number one absolute tip is to plan ahead. If you know at this point that you want to go to dental hygiene school, all right, look up the schools, look up the cost, start calculating how much money am I going to need for school? How much am I going to need for loops, for boards, for um, anything, you know, that is going to be any associated cost? How much do I need per month to survive, to pay my rent, to pay my utilities, to pay for gas to get to and from school? Will I need to pay for parking at the school? Will I need, how much do I need for groceries? Let's go maybe a little bare minimum. Maybe give yourself a little extra money just for some self-care per month, but don't go overboard because I really want you to find out what is my bare bones budget? How much do I need every single month to get me through these next, let's say two years before I get my license and can actually go work, all right? I want you to really be thinking about how much you need. So plan out your budget and then look at the amount of time before you're going to apply. Is it reasonable for you to actually save up that much money? Because that's what I would recommend. Get to work, hustle, you know, take night classes, work as much as you can, go to school. If you have to delay for a year because you need to get your financials straight, not a problem. Because I promise if you go into it with that lack of, or that lack of money, you're going to be so stressed. But if you have you know, let's say $50,000 in savings sitting there ready for you to take care of you while you're in dental hygiene school, guess what? Money problems, dust them off. You you don't got them, right? So I want you to think about that first. Get a job. I know some people are like, I need to focus on my school. Well, if you need money, you need money, right? You don't want to come out of the back end of this with so much student loan debt that you finally get your degree and now you're basically imprisoned again but because you're having to take all the money you're earning and pay it to someone else. I, I've struggled with debt before. Uh, I'll go into this in another episode, but it is so stressful to have all of that money on you. And I hate to talk about worst case scenarios, but if something happens, let's say you start dental hygiene school, you take out $50,000 in student loans and you break your arm and you never graduate you're stuck with all of those loans. They don't just magically get erased, right? So anytime you sign on the dotted line, that is a commitment that you're saying, I'm going to repay these loans for good or for bad, right? And I know that there's a lot of talk out there that maybe student loans will be forgiven one day. I hope that's the case for anyone who's out there struggling with student loans. But we're living in a reality where that's not the truth. And we need to be aware that the decisions we make 
they will impact us in the future. And money is one of the hardest ones to shake off in the future, all right? If we sacrifice more before going into dental hygiene school, you are gonna come out and be like, you're just gonna thrive. So I'm gonna talk about that more in another podcast, but let's move on. What are some other things we can do? All right, so I've talked about getting a job, saving up money. If you are really just like, I, you know, I don't have the time to work, which I do recommend because it looks really good on admissions um, whenever you're applying, then let's make filling out scholarship applications your part-time job, all right? Once a day, you fill out a scholarship application. Maybe you only get one out of 10 that you fill out, but money is money and scholarships, it's free money. It goes straight towards your tuition. Sock it away and get ready to pay off those big tuition bills before you even get there, okay? It is going to reduce your stress. And a lot of applications for scholarships take maybe 30 minutes to an hour. So if you get a $250 scholarship for one hour worth of work, you just made $250 an hour. Like what? I'll take as many of those as I can get, okay? And the more you do, the faster you get at it and you'll have everything squared away. So please, please sign up for scholarships. Of course, you're going to need things like good grades. You might need reference letters, whatever. But again, the more you get of those, the faster and easier the process gets. And it's going to make it easier when you actually apply to dental hygiene school because you will be so used to doing that so many times. All right. Don't forget to fill out the FAFSA. So F-A-F-S-A. You can Google it. This is where you go to input all of your financial information. And this is where they determine your level of financial need. Whether you think you are eligible for financial aid or not, fill it out because you could be eligible for state grants, federal grants. This is free money, okay? Go ahead and fill it out. Promise me you'll do it because I got $3,000 worth of aid that, I mean, I would have not gotten otherwise had I not filled it out. And that was for every semester of dental hygiene school. So that saved me $12,000. I mean, what? Think of how many months you have to work to earn $12,000. And I just did it by filling out an application. All right. The next thing, maybe if you're considering it, look into things like the military. Military commitments can come with GI benefits that will actually pay for your education when you get out of the military. So if you're interested in serving your country, this is an excellent perk. So just think about it. There are also certain contracts out there. This may... um, I haven't done a ton of research into this, but obviously if this is a big enough you know, fear for you that you're this worried about school, then I would be looking into this. Um, some companies will actually reimburse you. It, like let's say that you were a dental assistant and you promised to come back and work at that corporation for you know five years or whatever, and they'll give you a tuition reimbursement or they'll give you a scholarship or whatever it is. So look into opportunities like that. There are also opportunities to work with certain like nonprofits or government jobs where they will actually pay for your student loans, but you have to commit to working with them for a certain amount of time after you graduate. So these are called golden handcuffs, right? They will pay for your student loans after you graduate. So you have to graduate. So that's the one thing that makes me nervous, right? What if something happens and you have all these loans and you don't graduate or something happens and you're delayed in getting your license, like you don't pass your national boards or something like that. I hate to think negatively, but let's be realist and let's plan ahead for the future. But in these cases, like sometimes you can get hired on to work with um, Indian Health Services or some something equivalent where you sign on to go work on an Indian reservation for, let's say, five years and they'll repay your student loans. 
this is all kind of made up like the timeframes and everything, but these programs do exist. So if you're just now graduating or you're about to graduate and you're staring down the barrel of a lot of student loans, then maybe look into these options. Just know that it's a contract and you have to stay through the full contract or you won't get your student loans repaid. And they're often in remote locations. So that may not be ideal for you, but for other people, it may be perfect. I just want you to consider it because again, anytime we sign on the dotted line for student loans, we're committing to paying that back and we're committing to paying that back with interest. And when we talk about interest, depending on the type of loan that you get, the interest may be accruing while you're in school, all right? So you really need to be aware of the type of loan you're getting. Is it private? Is it federal? And is it accruing interest while you're in school? When do you have to start paying it back? And do they charge this fun little thing called capitalized interest? So capitalized interest, I did not know about this, but we were getting ready to start paying off my uh, husband's student loans. And there's this thing called capitalized interest where right whenever they, uh, let's say it's six months after you graduate, that's when you're supposed to start repaying your student loans. When that six month deadline hits and it's, you know, you're about to get your first bill in the mail, they take all the interest that you would have accrued and they tack it on as like an additional fee. It's weird. I'm going to be honest. Doesn't make perfect sense to me how they calculate and everything. But all I know is what we started out with, like, you know, we're looking at um, our bill and then we're like, okay, this is the amount of student loans we're gonna have to pay back. Well, when that six month deadline hit and it was time to start paying them, all of a sudden we had 35 more hundred, 3,500 more dollars tacked on as capitalized interest that we had to pay for. So please be aware, the money just keeps piling up. It's not like you sign on the dotted line for $20,000 of student loans and then you pay off $20,000. They are continually adding interest onto this. It's just, it's gonna grow, 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 grow. If you don't pay it, it just keeps getting bigger. It's not like it just stays at $20,000. So please be aware of that because like I said, it's way easier and smarter to make the sacrifice on the front end by getting a job, saving up money, um, applying for scholarships, getting as much help as you need to graduate with as little debt as possible. You're going to hear, I, I just did a recording with, um, for another, yeah, okay, I just did a recording with another guest on the show and we were talking about you know how she was very successful in graduating with very very little debt and she only graduated with three three thousand dollars worth of debt and i was like oh well that's one month of working as a dental hygienist she was like exactly i'm like but that's one month of working as a dental hygienist like yeah you can you can easily pay off three thousand maybe ten thousand dollars as a dental hygienist when you graduate but if you're looking at 50,000, 70,000, 80,000, 90,000, I mean, 100,000, that is going to take a lot more time and it increases your level of risk. So again, if anything happens to you, you might still be on the hook for paying those loans, especially if they're private loans. And you just don't want that level of stress and fear on you. So I really wanna encourage to look at all of these other options before you start looking at student loans and try and save up as much money as possible. All right, my last tip, if you need money, you can find money. Just say that to yourself. If I need money, I can find money. Money comes to me frequently and easily. These are affirmations that you can say to yourself, and I promise you they will come true. Anytime I needed money in dental hygiene school, if I sought it out, I would find money. So some examples of ways I found money. I was a dog sitter. I house sat. I cat sat. 
these were easy jobs where I could bring my books and I could study and I got the bonus of pet therapy, right? It was amazing. Other things I did, I would, uh, whenever they would have conferences in Texas for dental conferences, I would uh, reach out and see if they needed to hire anyone to help with these conferences. Do you need someone to work at the booth? You know, do you need someone to work security or whatever? There's so many opportunities, especially if you live in a big city. I mean, you could go work security for a concert or something and get a free night out, right? You get to hear the concert, but you you act security. So think outside of the box when it comes to generating money. The other thing I did when I was in school, I went to a university. So there were a ton of other students doing research projects at the university, and they needed people to come in and be test subjects. So yes, I was a test subject for many different medical and psychological studies. Um, I'm fine. Everything turned out fine. And I made quite a bit of money doing this. And it was just extra income. It didn't take up too much of my time. And I was already on campus. So it was easy to just walk over to these places, do these little tests, and then, you know, move on. So look at the bulletin boards around your school to see if there's any money-making opportunities, all right? Please keep an open mind and stay open to opportunities that come to you. If you close yourself off and you resist, you're just like, I don't have enough money. I'm never going to have enough money. That is what you will live. So I want you to shift your mindset and say, if I need money, I can find money. There is always money available to me. There are always ways to make money. And there really are. Now, you might have to do some weird things to make money. And I don't recommend you do anything unsafe or illegal, please. This is all educational. You make your own choices. But let's make safe choices, right? So keep yourself safe because again, we want to keep those stress levels down so that you can enjoy, thrive, succeed, have the best dental hygiene school experience, and you know, maybe even help some others along the way with all the things that you've learned while listening to this podcast. I really hope that this was helpful for you. The last thing I want to say to finish up is, again, there are extra costs outside of just your tuition. So don't forget when you're calculating your budget, consider tuition, ask around, call the school, what other expenses am I going to be responsible for? Do I have to buy a computer? Do I have to buy a um, a set of magnifying glasses? They're called loops, okay? L-O-U-P-E-S, loops. They're the magnifying glasses. Am I responsible for buying instruments for my Cavitron, which are the powered instruments? Do I have to buy my own hand pieces? Get as much information as possible and then ask, okay, is that one semester all up front or do I pay this over multiple semesters? And then start looking up the cost of board exams, okay? So the written board exam, I believe, is around $600. The uh, clinical board exam, which is where you actually have to get hands-on and clean a mannequin or maybe a patient, it, that's right now it's mainly mannequin. Um, how much is that? That could be in the 1000 to $1,500 realm. Okay. So really think about the big picture and let's start charting this out. Okay. And trust me, you can do this. If you have any questions, I'm so, 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 so here for you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready to help you. So please email me, hit me up on Instagram at dental hygiene basics. If you have anything at all, please reach out to me. And lastly, I would love it if you would give me a review. It just helps me to get into the ears of other listeners and I am, again, always here for you. So thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you at the next episode. 